द क्राउन रूल फ्राम एटीन फिफ्टी एट टू नाइनटीन फोर्टी सेवन गवर्नमेंट ऑफ इंडिया एक्ट ऑफ एटीन फिफ्टी एट दिस सिग्निफिकेंट एक्ट वॉज एनैक्टेड इन द वेक ऑफ द रिवॉल्ट ऑफ एटीन फिफ्टी सेवन ऑल्सो नोन एज द फर्स्ट वॉर ऑफ इंडिपेंडेंस और द सिपॉय म्यूटनी द एक्ट नोन एज द एक्ट फॉर द गुड गवर्नमेंट ऑफ इंडिया अबॉलिश्ड द ईस्ट इंडिया कंपनी एंड ट्रांसफर्ड द पार्स ऑफ गवर्नमेंट टेरिटरीज एंड रेवन्यूज टू द ब्रिटिश क्राउन द फीचर्स ऑफ दिस एक्ट आर एज फॉलोज इट प्रोवाइडेड दैट इंडिया हेंस फोर्थ वॉज टू बी गवर्नड बाई एंड इन द नेम ऑफ हर मैजेस्टी इट चेंज्ड द डेजिग्नेशन ऑफ द गवर्नर जनरल ऑफ इंडिया टू दैट ऑफ वाइस रॉय ऑफ इंडिया इंडिया ही दैट इज द वाइस रॉय वॉज द डिरेक्टर रिप्रेजेंटेटिव ऑफ द ब्रिटिश क्राउन इन इंडिया लॉर्ड कैनिंग दस बिकेम द फर्स्ट वाइस रॉय ऑफ इंडिया इट एंडेड द सिस्टम ऑफ डबल गवर्नमेंट बाई अबॉलिशिंग द बोर्ड ऑफ कंट्रोल एंड कोर्ट ऑफ डिरेक्टर्स इट क्रिएटेड अ न्यू ऑफिस सेक्रेटरी ऑफ स्टेट फॉर इंडिया वेस्टेड विथ कंप्लीट अथॉरिटी एंड कंट्रोल ओवर इंडियन एडमिनिस्ट्रेशन The Secretary of State was a member of the British Cabinet and was responsible ultimately to the British Parliament. It established a 15-member Council of India to assist the Secretary of State for India. The Council was an advisory body. The Secretary of State was made the chairman of the Council. it constituted the secretary of state in council as a body corporate capable of suing and being sued in india and in england the act of 1858 was however large confined to the improvement of the administrative machinery by which the indian government was to be supervised and controlled in england it did not alter any substantial way of system of government that prevailed in india two indian council act of 1861 after the great revolt of 1857 the british government felt the necessity of seeking the cooperation of indian in the administration of their country in pursuance of this policy of association three acts were enacted by the british parliament in 1861 1892 and 1909 the indian council act of 1861 is an important landmark in the constitutional and political history of india the features of indian council act of 1861 are as follows it made a beginning of the representative institutions by associating indians with the law making process it thus provided that the viceroy should nominate some indians as non official members of his expanded council in 1862 lord canning the then viceroy nominated three indians to his legislative council the raja of banaras the Mah- maharaja of patiala and sir dinkar rao it initiated the process of decentralization by restoring the legislative powers to the bombay and madras presidencies it thus reversed the centralizing tendency that started from the regulating act of 1773 and reached its climax under the charter act of 
1933. This policy of legislative devolution resulted in the grant of almost complete internal authority and autonomy to the provinces in 1937. It also provided for the establishment of new legislative councils of Bengal, Northwestern Province and Punjab which were established in 1862, 1886 and 1897 respectively. It empowered the viceroy to make rules and orders for the more convenient transaction of business in the council. It also gave a recognition to the portfolio system introduced by Lord Canning in 1859. Under this, a member of the Viceroy's Council was made in charge of one or more departments of the government and was authorized to issue final orders on behalf of the Council on matters of his department. It empowered the Viceroy to issue ordinances without the concurrence of the Legislative Council during an emergency. The life of such an ordinance was six months. Three, Indian Council Act of 1892. The features of this act are it increased the number of additional non-official members in the central and provincial legislative councils but maintained the official majority in them. It increased the functions of legislative council and gave them the power of discussing the budget and addressing questions to the executive. It provided for the nomination of some non-official members of the Central Legislative Council by the Viceroy on the recommendation of Provincial Legislative Council and the Bengal Chamber of Commerce. And it also provided for the nomination of some non-official members uh, of the Provincial Legislative Council by the Governors on the recommendation of the District Boards municipalities, universities, trade associations, zamindars and chambers. The act made a limited and indirect provision for the use of election in filling up some of the non-official seats both in central and provincial legislative councils. The word election was however not used in the act. The process was described as nomination made on the recommendations of certain bodies. 3. Indian Council Act of 1909 This act also came to be known as Morley-Minto reforms where Lord Morley was the then Secretary of State for India and Lord Minto was the then Viceroy of India. The features of this act are as follows. It considerably increased the, the size of the Legislative Council, both in the central and the provincial legislatures. The number of members in the central Legislative Councils were raised from 16 to 60. The number of members in the provincial Legislative Councils were not uniform. It retained official majority in the central Legislative Council, but allowed the provincial Legislative Councils to have non-official majority. It enlarged the deliberative functions of the legislative councils at both the central and the provincial level. For example, members were allowed to ask supplementary questions, move resolutions on the budget and so on. 
it provided for the first time for the association of indians with the executive council of viceroy and governors satendra prasad sinha became the first indian to join the viceroy's executive council he was appointed as the law member it introduced a system of communal representation for muslims by accepting the concept of separate electorates under this the muslim members were to be elected only by muslim voters thus the act legalized communalism and lord minto thus came to be known as the father of communal electorates it also provided for separate representation of presidency corporations chambers of commerce universities and zamindars 5 government of india act of 1919 on august 20 1917 british government declared for the first time that its objective was the gradual introduction of responsible government in india the government of india act of 1919 was thus enacted which came into force in 1921 this act is also known as montague clemsford reform Montague was the Secretary of State for India and Lord Kelmsford was the Viceroy of India. The features of this act are as follows. It relaxed the central control over the provinces by demarcating and separating the central and provincial subjects. The central and provincial legislatures were authorized to make laws on their respective list of subjects. it further divided the provincial subjects into two parts one transferred and two reserved the transferred subjects were to be administered by the governor with the aid of ministers and the reserved subjects on the other hand were to be administered by the governor with the help of executive council without being responsible to the legislative council the dual scheme of governance was known as diarchy however this experiment was largely unsuccessful it introduced for the first time bicameralism and direct elections in the country thus the indian legislative council was replaced by a bicameral legislature considering the upper house which is known as council of state and the lower house known as legislative assembly the majority of members of both the houses were chosen by direct election it required that the three of the six members of the viceroy's executive council other than the commander in chief were to be indian it extended the principle of communal representation by providing separate electorates for sikh indian christians anglo indians and europeans it granted franchise to a limited number of people on basis of property tax or education it created a new office to the high commissioner for indian in for india in london and transferred to him some of the functions it had to performed by the secretary of state for india it provided for the establishment of a public service commission hence a central public service commission was set up in 1926 for recruiting civil servants it separated for the first time provincial budget from the central budget and authorized the provincial legislatures to enact their budgets 
it provided for the appointment of a statutory commission to inquire into and report on its working after 10 years of its coming into force thus in november 1927 itself that is 2 years before the schedule the british government announced the appointment of a 7 year statutory commission under the chairman chairmanship of sir john simon to report on the condition of india under its new constitution the commission submitted its report in 1930 and recommended the abolition of diarchy extension of responsible government in the province establishment of a federation of british india and princely states continuation of communal electorate and so on to consider the proposal of the commission the british government convened three round table conference of the representatives of the british government british india and indian princely states on basis of these discussions a white paper on constitutional reforms was prepared and submitted for the consideration of joint select committee of the british parliament the recommendations of these committee were incorporated with certain changes in the next government of india act of 1935 in august 1932 ramsay macdonald the british prime minister announced the scheme of representation of the minorities which came to be known as the communal awards the award was not only continued separate electorates for muslims sikh indian christians anglo indians and Euro- uh, europeans but it also extended separate electorates to the depressed classes that is the scheduled caste gandhi ji was distressed over this extension of the principle of communal representation to the depressed class and undertook fast unto death in yerovda jail pune to get the award modified at last there was an agreement between the leaders of the congress and the depressed class leader dr baba saheb ambedkar the agreement known as pune pact retained the hindu joint electorate and gave reserved seats to the depressed classes